It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast, where tonight the Utah Jazz fall to the Portland Trailblazers. Frankly, they get Dame. Damian Lillard just that good tonight, outdoing the Utah Jazz. As the Jazz fall 124-107, their fourth straight loss. We'll be talking about it on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Also brought to you by the store at the Gateway, the new location there. And it's certainly in the need of mudslide cookies. All right, the Jazz defensively are having a really tough time. They've had two of their worst defensive nights of the year in their last three games. They're two worst. They've had four of their worst defensive nights in the last last four games. Four of their 13 worst defensive games. So the defense is really a problem. But the story of the night is we're watching some of the best athletes in the world, and one of them was at a different level than anyone else in Dame Lillard. Yeah, we, we saw something similar to that. Not not similar to that, but what one guy kind of takes over a ball game with Jokic the other night where he had a, a, a very good basketball game. You expect that uh, from, from some of your stars, but you just don't expect, or you don't want anyway, for uh, a player to go off on you like Damian Lillard did. I mean, He's just something special. The Jazz did not have an answer for it. The Portland Trailblazers at the end of every quarter was over 50% shooting. It was just uh, one, one of those great nights there for Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. You know, when we talked to Terry Stotts, I asked him the question, how is he a different player than he was in his third year? I was really asking for a comparison with Donovan. And what he said is he's seen more. He has more experience. He has more. He understands every read. He's seen everything multiple times. I don't know what there is for you to do to him. Well, and you remember, I don't either. Uh, and and I'm basing this on because I know we had had some comments about how Donovan now is starting to see multiple defense and how he's starting to uh, to read what's going on, how they're defending him and responding to it. Damian Lillard has as well. I mean, the Jazz um, game plan tonight was to throw different defense at him uh, periodically, just so he doesn't get comfortable with the Jazz doing the same thing over and over, uh, he responded to that very well. I mean, that first quarter uh, went to the free throw line more than he started than he was knocking down field goals. But then from that point on, he started to recognize where the defense was coming and just had one of those nights. So the Jazz defense has not been good. Uh, I said when we went into the stretch that I thought it would be a really interesting test to see where we are defensively. The offense has been okay. Tonight it was actually really good. Um, the offense has been a little less good because you're taking the ball out of the basket so many times instead of doing the other way. And teams are sometimes running a high pick and roll, sometimes just beating our guys off the bounce. What, what's going on, Ron? Well, um, that pick and roll in the middle of the floor is awfully good. I mean, uh, I think – uh, we saw one of the best last night against uh, against the Denver Nuggets. Tonight, uh, I think it was more Lillard than West than Whiteside, you know, with the pick and roll. But I don't know, Dave. It, it's just a two man game, and it's it's just a, a dangerous offense strictly because players are just so good nowadays. And then with Damian having such range and so good off the bounce, I mean, it just you just have to be careful guarding him. Otherwise, you're fouling him all night long. All right, we have some angry, frustrated, concerned Jazz fans. Let's take some of their questions. Joshua McGrath says, why didn't the Jazz just force the ball out of Lillard's hands? You double him when he crosses half court and make someone else beat him. Golden State laid the blueprint for shutting him down 
in the Western Conference Finals last year. That's actually uh, New Orleans did a few years ago. I'm not sure Golden State entirely did that, but um, why don't you just double team him and get the ball out of his hands? Well, you know that might be a way to get it down. We'll see what the Jazz do the next time they uh, they they play the Portland Trailblazers. Like I said earlier, they wanted to throw multiple things at him, and they did double him a couple of times. Uh, but you, you, you get rid of it, then he goes and gets it back, and then all of a sudden uh, Whiteside's rolling to the basket at seven foot, and you might have Conley or, or George Niang from the backside trying to defend that. Uh, you got to give other coaches some, uh, some credit there. And the big thing is, and one of the reasons that seems to work very well, when they were doubling him, they had to come way out on, on the floor, way up above the free throw line, I mean the three-point line. So look at all that space in between there with, with uh, Whiteside rolling to the basket. There's no historical precedent to doubling at 45 feet and having it work in the NBA. These are not college players. They're just way too good uh, for that. What is a, Why is our scheme to defend other teams' best players to put Joe Ingles on them, says Tyson Tanner. Uh, Joe is, um, that's, it doesn't work against Damian Lillard. Uh, Joe is, is, is probably too slow for Damian and, and Joe is, and, and Damian is very, very crafty. I mean, everything for multiple, for a different team doesn't work. Just because it worked against one team, that doesn't mean it's going to work, work on another. Uh, you just have to, you know, the Jazz beat Portland Trailblazers the last time these two teams met. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. Royce O'Neal is the, you know, so Struggling. first of all, with our starting lineup right now of Conley, Donovan, Joe, uh, Bogdanovich, and uh, Gobert, this is a real question mark of, of who do you put on their best offensive player? Who is guarding Kawhi? Who is guarding Paul George? Who is guarding LeBron? Who is guarding Dame Lillard? Who is guarding those type of players? That's a really good question. Royce O'Neal is the guy who came off the bench. He got torched. Now, I don't know if they had a miscommunication on what they were trying to do, force him right versus force him left, but, I mean, Dame went right by, and he opened the floodgates for him on a few possessions. I don't know, again, if that could be a miscommunication that you think you're forcing him right and you're getting help, but it, it, it that didn't work either. So, you know, honestly, there's a for all of our offensive prowess, there's a, our defensive schemes are set to drive people to Rudy and, and allow Rudy to defend we do not have very many good on-ball defenders. Uh, we, we do not right now. And, and you know, this is a stretch where the Jazz are, are really struggling. Just think about the season as a whole. The Jazz was surging very, very good uh, for, for a long period of time. Now you're getting to the point where they are starting to play some of the other teams in the West that are, that are very, very good. It's going to average out. I mean, every team goes through a, a stretch where they'll lose three, sometimes four, five in a row, and, and, and then you figure it out or you get guys healthy and, and, and things start to work out for you. But this time last year, the Jazz um, were 20. They were only about five or six over 500. They, they're way over that this, at this time. And, and, and I thought they were surging at this point. And I was looking at, you know, getting the 50 ball games here very early. But, you know, they'll, 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 they'll get it together. Jazz are now 32-17. and 17. They're a game and a half above the Rockets for fourth in the Western Conference. A lot of people commenting about Rudy. There's no question. Hassan Whiteside, after being humiliated by Rudy, got the best of Rudy tonight. There's he, no question on that. He, he really did. I mean, he, he really did. Whiteside is, um, uh, is listening to some of the people around here think that he is really starting to fit in pretty nicely here. Uh, blocking three and a half shots of ball game, protecting the basket, 
you put some scores around him, he's, he's pretty good. But if you don't have scores around him, then he can't do very much there as well. And the girl with the Donovan Mitchell jersey in the free throw shooting after the game just threw up an air ball. Uh, maybe symbolic of the night. The Jazz fall 124-107. Mike Conley got the start. He scored 22 points. Donovan had 25, and Boyan had 22. A uh, little disconcerting to see Joe Ingles take just two shots tonight. Royce O'Neal continues to scuffle at a one for six. George Niang had his first bad night shooting. He went three of 10, 0-5 from three. Jazz shot 44% from three as a team, though. They are, their offense was fine tonight. Defensively, the worst defensive outing of the season as Damian Lillard puts on a tremendous show. That is Postcast. Have a great rest of your weekend. I'll talk to you Monday with Locked On Jazz. Have a good one. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.